0: Front men are very empowered. Oh yeah, they are. They
1: no embarrassment. Um, (laughs) We watch The Bachelorette. We know.
0: (laughs) um, We know. Listen, my bachelor bracket is.
1: um, (laughs) Oh, (laughs) let's chat after.
0: (laughs) I I have Peter the pilot winning, and that's what I was thinking last night too. I think it's too good to be true. I don't think they never quite picked the right one. But
2: Hannah's the best.
0: I I love Hannah.
2: I think, lately though, all of the relationships, this is all of the bachelor yeah. <laughs> Red relationships have stayed together recently, so I think even though they're not picking the ones that, that are the audience favorites, like I think they're picking the right ones for them, yeah. if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, but Becca chose Garrett, and Garrett liked a bunch of posts about children crisis actors and shootings. I know. Being red.
2: I know. I think Garrett sucks, but, and I thought that from the beginning, and I Becca was also, very vocal about that. She should have chosen Blake
0: oh my god like so in love with her but
2: <laughs> at the same time like if you see Becca and Bl- and Garrett together now I like, he sits next to him. her silently and she's just like yeah I'm teaching him and she's like Pat is like oh I like that a lot. and I'm like good <laughs> for that I that's it what pride like that comes out of your
0: like Future fiance or whatever dating thirty men, <laughs> yeah, and that's like a nice and humbling one. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like
1: that is a humbling like experience. To be
0: nervous for the first six weeks of your relationship, to be terrified is good. <laughs> <laughs> for, <laughs> them. Like or for them, yeah, for them, be yeah, yeah, yeah. Be yeah. Nervous.
2: That's why the yeah. Bachelorette is so much more fun to watch than I the Bachelor. Love it really is.
0: Watching the performance
2: of straightness, it is just so <laughs> so fun. I love it. Oh, oh.
1: Should we get started? Yeah, let's get go. Oh, yeah, sure. All right. Hi, everybody. Ooh. Welcome back <laughs> to You Know What I've Been Wondering. I'm Sarah. I'm Jane. This is our friend Layton. Hello. She's here to talk with us about Jane's topic, which is going to be really exciting. <laughs> I love um, having to do no research. I know. You get to sit back this time, because last time I got to sit back, but you're still going to contribute. Of course. You're still going to provide some jokes. <laughs> Jane, how was your day? Or her my week. <laughs> whatever my you want to tell me about. I anything. Um I know how your day was. I've been with you all day. <laughs> <laughs> my day was
2: good. We saw Town on Wednesday. Oh, we
1: did. It was amazing. Uh, my
2: GF worked for
0: Rachel Chapkin. That was like her last job.
1: <laughs> Jane's going to have a heart attack. I it, know, right? I now. will do anything for Rachel Chapkin. After the show, I was like, Rachel Chapkin can have my children. Like, yes. if she wants, if she comes up She's to me and says, right I now. need them. <gasps> oh, Is she
0: really? someone else's kid.
1: Oh. No. I like giving
0: it to a gay couple.
1: <gasps> that's amazing good for no, her see
0: that on top of producing like a Tony award there like Tony nominee no she's like she's the best iconic no absolutely and the show that my GF worked on um, <laughs> um, the, the was in partnership with like the Scottish the like National Theatre of Scotland mm-hmm. it was Ooh. so good she's a genius director I would watch her from the booth like yeah. several times Yeah, and just like
1: Weeping every yeah.
0: time, like tear, like ugly crying. Yeah. It was I amazing. like. I
1: cried the, almost the entirety of Hades. Yeah, it's so it's so beautiful and it's so delicately I need done. To
0: see it. She's oh, it's trying to get me tickets before yeah. it gets expensive. But she saw the invited
1: dress, and I'm so awesome. it's unbelievable. Literally, literally leaving, I was like, if Rachel Chavkin like ever wants like my body, like my <laughs> for like a show, like she she's like collecting it. dead bodies for like an artistic piece. I was like, You're she like, can take mine. Honestly,
2: kill me. Oh, <laughs> kill me. What do you want done with your body? Whatever Rachel Chavkin. Whatever means. Rachel Chavkin
1: needs, <laughs> it's like in my will. Um, she's yeah, she's pretty amazing. I was
0: pretty reserved when I saw that it was about Eurydice again mm-hmm. because well one I was in Eurydice so I'm oh, sick of it right. and then I was like why are the world I don't like Greek stuff I don't know why oh, oh I love
1: Greek stuff it has
0: to be really specific but I can tell that the way I will feel this, about the this show probably be an exception. Yeah.
1: It's so. I can tell. It's so yeah. beautifully done. And even though, yes, it is about Orpheus and Eurydice, I think they have a lot of interesting takes on it. I think yeah. it's also a lot more about Hades and Persephone sick. Um, than Which I expected I know a lot it to be. Like and their story, which is super interesting too. So it's almost like you get two myths in one, which yeah. I like. Yeah. <laughs> and like the cast is so small compared to Great Comet, which was a huge cast. I was expecting it to be a similar thing. It's like oh, there's tons of people and they're all doing crazy stuff. No, the ensemble is like five people. Yeah it's like five-person
2: ensemble, three uses, four main characters. So it's like eleven people in the
1: cast. Right, and that's it's high, I love that. Yeah, it's super cool. That was the highlight of my week too. Yeah. How was your week, Layton?
0: I actually had a a weird week. I'm not going to lie. Yeah? You witnessed me have a crying fest at work yesterday. Oh, yeah. And then I, at my other job, had some, like, weird stuff happen that's kind of heavy. But, you know, I, like... It's feeling a little bit like when it rains, it pours.
1: But mm-hmm. Yeah. Become, Which is true of this week's weather. <laughs> it's <poor> it all <laughs> week. also,
0: like, I saw my close friends go through a breakup that was really difficult for oh, them. It was just like, hard. you know, yeah. it's just like a lot of... Yeah. But I think that whenever I, like, I don't know, I've gotten good at taking care of myself. Absolutely. So I think I've that's come right. out of it, like, every time I, like, learn how to take care of myself more. And there's kind of nothing more satisfying than having... A bad week, and then like getting to the weekend.
1: Yeah, that's it was true. Very nice. And now it's June, so it's and the start it's of a new month, which is refreshing. June. Yeah, it's a new. It's month. also I can't time believe it's flying. June. Time is flying by. I felt like May was. So School's slow. gonna be out. May so didn't soon.
2: happen. It was April yesterday, right? <laughs> it was like it was just April. I
0: swear. <laughs> we need time travel. For it. But yeah, that was truly an awesome my week.
1: Yeah. Jesus, yeah. Sarah, how are you doing? <laughs> Thank you, Jane. I'm um, keep, keep forgetting to ask. <laughs> she, forgets, she forgets to ask me more weeks than not. Um, I'm I'm good. Like I said, I think Katie's down was the highlight of my week too. But it's like everything's starting to get busy because now I have to prepare for my camp job and the school mm-hmm. job is ending. Plus, I'm working at Central Park at Shakespeare in the Park. So it's just like there's a lot. I'm like in a transition period right now, which is a little weird. My mom's in France. Hi, mom.
0: My mom just got back from Iceland and my dad's still there. Hi guys.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah, and so I'm jealous of her like being in France at the beach while I'm like hustling. You know. But that's fine. She had to
0: do it. Yeah, now you gotta do it. I know. I'm gonna drink some. Um, I'll drink
1: rosé tonight in her honor. We <laughs> had a lot of white wine last night after a crazy work day. Jane and I did drink a lot of white wine last and night. We which watched Dinotopia. A great movie. That's <laughs> a <treat>. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like a nice Friday night activity. It was. I went to Happy Hour and
0: like when I'm stressed and then I have a drink, it gets me drunk really
1: way too fast. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah.
0: all of a sudden I was like, <gasps> hello.
1: When I was, like, talking too loud. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. being in Yeah, I also ate a lot of tacos last night, too. I kind of brushed over that in my mind that I ate six tacos last night, but that's fine.
0: It's
1: the perfect amount. It was, It really <laughs> was. They were so good. And there's something so amazing about making them yourself and then eating the meal that you made. Like, yeah. It feels so good. Like, Do you have HelloFresh? Mm-hmm. Not, not, not an ad. Yet. Not an ad, but yet, please yet. sponsor us. Jane <laughs> and I both get HelloFresh.
0: Yeah, I don't, but if you... I
1: have a promo. I will this give you one. I will give you one. No, I, I do love it, but I'm not going to say why. <laughs> yeah,
2: right? <laughs> not yet. Mystery. There are good things about it, but we won't tell you till they sponsor us. Yeah,
1: this is a threat. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should we get started? Sure. All right. Ready? We'll go right into it. So, Leighton is here to talk to us about... The History of Pride, which Melinda emailed us about, but though it was pointed out that our friend Laurel has also asked us about this, so I feel like this is for Melinda slash Laurel. I will say for both of them, though, that Sarah did mention that we should do it before either of you suggested it. It's for straights everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, this is for (laughs) straights everywhere. This is for all our straight friends. Um... (laughs) Okay, friends, you can skip this part. <laughs> no, don't skip it. You're no, literally, it.
0: my opening is about how we can all learn more. So. Oh, great, that's oh. perfect. All
1: right, so we can jump right in there.
0: Okay, so, um, I mean, I, I, I have my notes here, but I truly, the first thing I wrote down that I'm just gonna read straight from this is like. I'm going to miss stuff, and I'm going to mess up. Oh, and yeah. i it's, oh, yeah, yeah. it's super delicate. I'm a white cis lesbian. Right. And so I am no longer extremely persecuted. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a woman, but we're not going to go. It's, right. right. I mean, no, it's mm-hmm. all horrible, but I'm not it's all layered. a person of color or trans, which seems right. to be like like dangerous to exist right now at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do what I can to always be learning, but I understand that there are always parts to improve on. And also, the way that history has been recorded mm-hmm. has left out a bunch of stuff, so it's difficult to even access correct information about this. Right. Yeah. Like, when I was reading this, the accounts of the first riots, which I'll get into, were all over the place. Yeah. Mm. So, um, then I said, this is gonna be a bummer, but <laughs> I'm gonna try to make it as happy as possible. That's alright. No, it's okay. Pride! Okay, so the best quote about Pride is remember that the first Pride was a riot. Yes. And that is always, like, Mm -hmm. I think that that's great because, like, I, you know, I do like the party aspect of it a lot, Mm -hmm. but, like, we're not there yet. Right. And so it's, like, important to remember that 50 years ago, like, when our parents were kids, stuff like that, like, the first Pride was a riot. Yeah. Where a lot of people got really hurt. Anyway, so... I definitely am going to talk about like the good balance mm-hmm. of pride, mm-hmm. like how like I, I'm saying like equal parts protest and party. Right, I think is mm-hmm. like really hitting the sweet spot. One of the one of the good examples is: do you guys see that thing where all of those like a bunch of queer people went and had a dance party outside of Mike Pence's house for like hours? No.
1: So that <laughs>
0: is awesome. Like, yeah. disrupting yeah. the bad yeah. people, right. but through being the most gay you can be. Right. Through like, <laughs> celebration. Right. celebration. <laughs> I love that. Like, people were just voguing on his lawn. Good. So, like, the whole thing you know, I think that when pride captures that, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And it takes a lot of derogatory things and turns them on their head. Probably most queer people have been called too much. I've been told to, like, tone down my gay. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. things like that. So I feel like it kind of is, like, turning up the volume on, like, a culture. Like, makes hateful people really uncomfortable. Right. You know? And also, to be honest, made me uncomfortable at first. Mm -hmm. Like, I was, I, like, definitely was Uncomfortable by the idea that I was going to be something other than normal, um, but it's yeah. like mm-hmm. being like taking not normal and mm-hmm. making it way more fun than normal, which right? It is, yeah. Um, but it's important to recognize that there are a lot of people, specifically trans folks, that don't feel ready to have a party, right? And, like, don't feel like they feel like that it maybe trivializes it. And so Mm -hmm. everyone is like in a really different position in terms of pride. Right. That's fair. I think overall regardless of like what you identify as it's just important to remember how it started. Yeah. And also that it's not done at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Like I think about yeah, like I don't know, I think a thing we all learned from the election is that stuff can move backwards. Right mm-hmm. it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: also just because, you know, we have marriage equality in America, that doesn't mean there're still many countries in which many forms of homosexuality are illegal. Like you can it doesn't mean you can't the care. trans man in the
0: military. Right. Mm-hmm. Which like I mean, I think about that a lot and just about how like it's just about some people having less rights than others. Just right. Just fundamentally. Yeah. And like.
1: And not being respected as people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because my whole thing too with marriage is like. I think marriage is messed up in a lot of ways. Obviously. Right. Yeah. But it was just this idea that like. I couldn't have that. Yeah. That made me really obsessed with it when I was little. Because yeah. Because I was definitely. like. Okay. Like yeah. <laughs> like, w- why can people have this thing that, right. yeah. that you can't I arbitrarily can't. Yeah. So
1: it is arbitrary. It's absolutely arbitrary. So
0: I cried a lot when it was mm-hmm. legalized, mm-hmm. but less because I was like, now I can get married, but Ned was like I have this you know thing remember? that I like, don't Yeah, I just yeah. have like a right that I didn't have before. Yeah. Right. And so basically going back in history, um, the first like underground gay society that I knew about was mostly for gay men called the Mattachine Club. Have you guys heard of that? No. No. It started in Chicago. Um, It was one of the first but not like the first and they kind of would meet like underground literally. I learned about it from this this very short-lived show called the Playboy Club that I loved personally.
2: I remember when that was on I didn't watch it. Okay
0: people thought that it was like degrading to women but I was like no this there were women where their best option was to be a playboy bunny and like Mm. you can't erase the fact that that happened so why not make a show educating about it I learned so much about the first like black playboy bunny to be on the Mm. cover like there was also like they really wove a lot of really important LGBT history into it that's so cool so I was like yeah you're right it it sucks but like it happened so we should
1: learn about it talk about it Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and I was like, I know it's upsetting to see that every single woman in this show has to wear a leotard and nothing else, yeah. but that's what the deal was. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? So, anyway, <laughs> I will always
2: vouch for the Playboy Club
0: Um, (laughs) great
2: it had
1: like half a season okay
2: anyway (laughs) Um, I was just thinking about Reese Witherspoon and Legally Blonde in that scene where she shows up in the like bunny outfit oh yeah and then it's like are you calling Gloria Steinem a skank (laughs) (laughs) my first
0: true love was Reese Witherspoon
2: Uh, because she's stunning because she's
0: I wanted her to just take care of me, but also date
1: me. It was confusing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, and they kind of came out from, like, being underground, the Mataschine Mm -hmm. folks, um, in protest of Cuban prison work camps, only for homosexuals. Mm -hmm. And when I say, okay, by the way, when I say homosexuals, that makes me feel weird. Um, Well, it's fine. I mean, I know it's fine, but, like, that's how... It was talked about very medically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah and, yeah. and I've copied and pasted a lot of this, so that's fine. <laughs> um, but but Pride, as we know it, was started in New York in 1969. So this is the 50th anniversary. Yay!
1: So much happened in 1969, <laughs> and it's not only we're do, we're also hosting World Pride here, which is like a big. Um, it's not just it's not just called World Pride for like arbit- arbitrary reasons. World Pride is an event that, um is an organization and they pick a different country to have a world pride every few years. Yeah, and New York had to apply to have world pride here and they were like it's going to be the 50th anniversary of Stonewall like we want it to be. Is yeah. that like world pride? The so normal now
0: pride, like the
1: it's different than like it's normal different. pride. Okay. Yeah, it's different. This is like world pride's an organization. I and so NY or and NYU, New York City had to apply to have world pride in New York. And um, when they you? said it's not every year. They've oh. had, like, five of them every, like, four or five years. probably all the glitter. Yeah, because <laughs> the point is, is that it, like, is supposed to not only drive people from that city to go, but people from all over the world yeah. to say, like, this year, this place is a host site for pride everywhere.
0: I like that. Which I is like cool. I like that a lot.
1: So, New York City had to apply and, like, I also just, like, like, the idea that if you're from a country where it's not okay, you right. can, like... That Makes me sad. Have like one day, yeah. I know people, I know people for who are from countries that it's illegal. I know someone from Egypt who moved here because it's illegal in Egypt. Um, yeah. there was a one of the pieces
0: that I worked on for Folk Frontal was about this journalist, Masha Gessen, mm-hmm. who I think is now genderqueer. I oh. could be wrong about that, but being like a queer journalist in Russia, literally um. had a hit out on them and had to get like. Like, was woken up in the middle of the night and, like, rushed into, like, a plane and...
1: Wow. ...can
0: never go back.
1: That's crazy. I think,
0: honestly, mostly for their journalism, but also they were, like, very... Yeah. Like, I am a queer. Like, (laughs) Like, you know? Right, right. right. (gasps) (gasps) Okay. Wow. We haven't even begun. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, have you guys ever been to Stonewall since we live in... I have. I've been... I haven't been
1: inside of... It's fun. I've passed it, but... I have not been inside
0: because it's right by NYU. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun time. I went in there. It's like multi-level club. Mm-hmm. It's oh. like I wish it were bigger. Mm-hmm. I know I say multi-level, but still, like I, it's small. It's it's like pretty small, especially in the ground floor when you come mm-hmm. in. It's more like a bar, bar, and then you go upstairs and it's like a club. Um, and I had a lot of fun there, and I did get stuck in the line with someone who was having a. Bad time on a drug. Oh, <laughs> oh, but that's not the fault of Stonewall. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it is not. It is Um, and it's like, yeah, it's like really cool that it's still there and that you can pass it and that it's it is a, like considered a like protected landmark as that's well. That's cool. And so is like the square right in front of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So what the Stonewall Inn used to be was like a safe space for the LGBT community and also with the community that was essentially one in the same was like homeless youth oh so that was like Mm -hmm. a really big overlap yeah most i mean because definitely if you are found out to be queer immediately kicked out of the house yeah so it was like literally housing Mm. folks so it was like a safe space slash homeless shelter kind of place, like all that. Mm. Right. So it was a real, like, safe haven for, and, and, like, something definitely to stress is that, like, Pride has had a history of being pretty white, but, like, Mm -hmm. this was mostly people of color right? that were homeless, that were, you know, like, you know, for instance, like, cross-dressing, as it were, was illegal, Mm -hmm. and, you know, richer people could afford to go to these, like, secret cross-dressing camps. Like they right. existed. Mm-hmm. Are you guys transparent? Yes. yes. Yeah, 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 It's intransparent. Yeah. I need to watch that. Yeah. But like, something I've learned from working at um, Trevor, I work at the Trevor Project, is that like, for trans people, a lot of the time, and not not everyone, obviously, everyone's experience is really different, dressing as the gender that they are mm-hmm. inside is like a life or death thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I often, th- will say that I, I think, like, certain surgeries, not that everyone gets surgeries, but if someone really wants to and mm-hmm. their dysphoria is really bad, like, that's also a life-changing procedure. Right. Because I think it's... God, they gave me the statistics when I started there. It's, like, 70% of trans people, like, uh attempt suicide or something. Yeah. Absurdly Jeez. high. Yeah. But it's because, like, imagine being in a body that's just, like, not yours. Yeah. It's, yeah. like, having to... Be in a play all the Uh, time—that's a nightmare. That's like (laughs) right. So you know. Anyway, I wanted to point out that, and and it was also a lot of trans folk. Like it was a very Mm -hmm. diverse crowd. So the person that's like mostly associated with this is Marsha P. Johnson, who Mm -hmm. whose Wikipedia is so bad, and they refer to her as a drag queen the whole time. And I don't think that she. Yeah. I think that was maybe the phrasing she used at the time. Right. Or Mm -hmm. transvestite, which was the correct word at the time. Yeah. But, like, Drag Queen now means something it's very, very totally different. different. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like the Wikipedia should be updated yeah. if anyone wants to at yeah. wikipedia.com. We're
1: putting it out there.
0: Um, so, M- Marsha P. Johnson is a terrible Wikipedia. Do not go there. Okay. Um, go elsewhere. Anywhere else. Uh, Wikipedia, I appreciate <laughs> your free services. But, get your stuff together on Marsha P. Johnson. Yeah. So, she was She was the bomb.com. She was coming from New Jersey um, and, like... Has dressed as traditionally men do and then would put on as soon as she got into new york put on her wig and her dress and her heels and love like that. live her true life
1: I um love
0: that and in new york in the 70s which sounds like or like 69 the single most terrifying place in the world right mm-hmm. so scary anyway and after everything was done on which i'm gonna go over she started something called star which was the street At the time, transvestite, but I'll say trans street, trans action revolutionaries with um, another trans woman, Sylvia Rivera. Mm -hmm. Um, That basically was like continuing what Stonewall had been doing Mm -hmm. with getting youth off the street. Yeah. Specifically, trans youth. The three people that have kind of been named as like the main people to start these riots were John, like Marsh P. Johnson, Zazu Nova, and Jackie Hermona, which I believe were all trans women of color. Um, but the accounts of what happened are really different. And there's, like, oh. a story that goes around that says that those three started it, but Marsha P. Johnson has said herself that she didn't arrive until 2 in the morning, and the ride started at one twenty. but she also mm-hmm. just might be protecting herself, oh, which would make sense. yeah. So, but there's this, like, story that Marsha P. Johnson threw a shot glass at the mirror, mm-hmm. and uh yelled, I got my civil rights. Mm. So, which is like maybe like a glorified story, but I love the idea of the <laughs> whole fight starting with like and they call it like the shot glass hurt around the world or something. Yeah. Ah. Which like I think is like symbolically really beautiful, but we don't know if that, you know, it's happened. True, yeah.
1: Is she one of the two women who are getting statues? Have you seen yes, that? Yeah. She's one of the two that are get getting it. statues, thank God.
0: If, if either of them are be? ugly, I'm gonna freak out. They better oh. be getting the best. <laughs> I mean, are they gonna
1: be in front of Stonewall in that park? Right I think there? in that mo- that little yeah. tiny Aww. square. Yeah,
0: Christopher Square, which is great. Yeah. Um. So at the time, Stonewall was owned by the mafia. What? Right. <laughs>
1: Wait. What? I <Hold> think <laughs>
0: <laughs> that a lot of like fringe underground bars were.
1: Oh my so god. It was being
0: owned and run by the
1: mafia. But what? Happened? Which mafia?
0: I it just said the There's Mafia. There's more than one? Yeah, <laughs> the Italian,
1: yeah. the Russian. The Irish. Irish, Macedonian,
0: prob- gonna, like name a country. Village, I'm going to guess that it was the Italian Mafia. Okay, great. Because I think that they were the most... The Godfather. The Godfather. Uh, yeah, I think it was the Godfather. Um, <laughs> it was a Godfather so... situation. <laughs> so, but what that, what that happened is that was like an excuse for police to target the bar. Uh... Uh, and go in, go in and arrest People for cross-dressing or mm-hmm. basically technically being gay wasn't illegal but like having gay sex was so it's
2: like
1: <laughs> oh yeah 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 <laughs> if you it's were like, a celibate so like, queer yeah. man yeah yeah it's yeah, like,
0: like identity whole... isn't
2: a crime but if you act on it yeah
0: yeah exactly and it's these ones that are kind of like coming from all directions to kind of just limit you yeah yeah and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and to make it win. so like it was that was like the i mean kind of similar to don't ask don't tell like hmm Like, a weird, like, we know you exist, but we're not going to give you the dignity of acknowledging your sexuality if you are going to serve in the military, you know, something like that. So, um, but, so it often got hit by the police. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot. This was a really normal thing to happen. Um... But I want you guys to know, this was, the, like, one of the only riots where the police ended up having to retreat. <gasps> it was a five-day-long riot on and off what? five days. They had to retreat. They were outnumbered. Like, they they
1: were greatly
0: outnumbered. Did Was
1: it, like, people heard that the riots were happening and yeah. they were just flocking to Stonewall? Yeah, because wow.
0: also people were like, yeah, I'll go support the community. Right. You know? And, like, that was much of the West Village. So, apparently it happened, two plainclothes police officers went in. To the bar and sat there and then all of a sudden they stood up and were like, it's pol- police, we're taking the place. That's apparently what they said. Yeah, um, taking the place. We're taking the place. That's how they said it. In their um, Italian accent. You, you look
2: <laughs> baby. And
0: so they didn't let anyone leave <laughs> and female police officers took everyone in a dress into the bathroom and checked under their dress. <gasps> Isn't that horrible? That's horrific. And then oh everyone was arrested that had a Penis, oh my god that was wearing a dress so um
1: that's so sad
0: yeah so that was a bummer um that's an understanding that's horrible <laughs> yep so basically somewhere in there this riot broke out and mm-hmm. people were just throwing things and like the bar ended up mostly burning down yeah and people were just flipping out at the police, <laughs> the way they were doing it is the thing that's m- the most amazing. Apparently, a line formed outside and people started saluting the police officers, but like with the gayest gestures possible. Oh my god, <laughs> they were mainly, it says here that they po- they were posing and saluting the police in an exaggerated fashion. Uh, and the whole like there was like a whole crowd of people outside encouraging them. And there's a quote that says, Wrists were limp, hair was primped, and the reactions to the ap- applause were classic. <laughs> so they were like. Oh my they God. were doing this thing of like playing it up, like, yeah, okay. And then later, a kick line started. <laughs> <gasps> like, wow, <laughs> and then they started all
1: rebellions were singing like
0: to the tune of some song called Tarara Boom which I don't Oh, know what like that the is. like, Tarara Boom Oh, yeah, one? okay, mm-hmm. yeah. It, we are Stonewall girls, we wear our hair and curls, we don't wear underwear, we show our pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> so Amazing. this is like next level protest. Yeah. It is absolutely, absolutely wild. Um, yeah. So I think the main riots were for two days and ended on the 30th. Pride takes place on the 30th now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I think there were just on and off riots for about five days where they were holding the police off. Wow. Which is... That's amazing. Very wild. There were a lot of, like, specific, you know, accounts of, like... I mean, it was really violent. People... I think Marsh P. Johnson at some point got whacked on the back of the head with, like, a baton. Yeah. Um, At some point, (laughs) they trapped a bunch of police officers in the bar and held them there as hostages. Oh, my gosh. Like, Like this... That's wild. Like, just every... This was just, like their breaking point and everyone just flipped out yeah and this was like the first big like gay or queer protest yeah just it's awesome yeah Yeah, but it's also like
1: you know the '60s were such a period of protest in itself. Like there were riots and protests happening all of the time yeah, for civil for sure. rights because of the Vietnam War. Like so, I can imagine like, yeah.
0: panther and stuff like that. Exactly.
1: Like as a queer person, seeing all these other people rioting, you know, that builds up in you. Oh, for so sure. To want to riot for yourself.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it was just this like complete outburst of just like
1: leave us alone, right? Like,
0: leave. Let us have Stonewall, right? yeah
1: please
0: right um so six months after the stonewall riots the village voice was writing about it but refused to print the word gay oh so then a bunch of other news sources that went on to be really important during the aids crisis and things like that started Mm -hmm. up that were writing really frankly about what was happening in the community Mm yeah yeah now this is really sad Oh, boy. Marsha P. Johnson and Rivera which was one of her friends who started Star With Her mm-hmm. were banned from gay pride parades starting in 1973 because gay and lesbian people said that they didn't want to be associated with them <gasps> that's awful which is like four years Yeah. like I'm sure that some of the people that said that were at the riots that these trans women started Right. Yeah, and like so fought for days in you right. know that's like yeah. I think that's serving your country. Like that is like yeah, you know, absolutely. It just absolutely that's just the worst. So they responded by marching in front of the parade.
2: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> like a few feet even better in
0: front of the parade. Just just like to just not get worn out by just all these people. Yeah. Like, just amazing.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So Marsh B. Johnson started getting arrested a lot. She was like pretty well known. She was like mm-hmm activist, artist, all this stuff, performer. Yeah. She did perform drag, but I also mm. know that, you know, she, based on everything, is referred to as a trans woman. Mm. Um, so she was having to work as a sex worker to make ends meet. Right. Um, she was confronted by police officers for, quote-unquote, hustling in the street, and when they apprehended her, she hit them with her handbag that had bricks in it. <gasps> <laughs> Does she just carry around bricks? Yeah, because it was unsafe to be her. Yeah.
1: Good for you her. You know what I
0: mean? That's a legal weapon.
1: That's like, a daily <laughs> workout. That is I is her carrying very wrong arms. Good yeah. for her.
0: Um and it, the reason that she was currently uh doing a lot of sex work was to get enough money for her husband's tombstone. Oh, but so since bad trans people nor gay marriage were recognized in the United States. Right. Um, It, like, the trial went really did not go in her favor at all. Right. Because she she had no rights. And then also Johnson said to the and apparently her husband was killed by the police. She said pigs killed him. So, this is just all horrible. So then she went to Prison. Yeah. Then she eventually got changed to a women's prison for the end of her sentence. Which is wow. good. Oh that is so, something. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. So um shortly after the nineteen ninety two Pride Parade Johnson's body was discovered floating in the Hudson River. <gasps> they deemed it a suicide, but the back of her head had been hit. There's no way. Which is the craziest thing I've ever heard. What the hell? You can't That's not you can't kill yourself would... that yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> like
2: You just can't. Unless you... I don't know. Oh my God, Throw that's a so in the I was gonna say you need to have like, <laughs> like you'd need to have a real elaborate Rube Goldberg machine. <laughs> yeah.
1: It. I was just. That's so sad. So have it? Has it since been changed? Yeah. To a so homicide? Okay.
0: Basically, it reopened in 2012 as a homicide. Oh. So it has been reopened. I don't know if it's currently being investigated. Right. But the case has been reopened. That's nice. Which is great. Yeah. Um, but also they think they know who did it. So. Whoa. Yeah. Um, Murdered according roller coaster. to Sylvia Rivera, who again was her closest friend. Yeah. Um, Is that the other woman
1: that's getting the statue? I think so. Yeah.
0: Um, basically. Basically. Rivera and Johnson had decided they had made a pact to cross the River Jordan, which was the Hudson, but Mm -hmm. it's also referred to when you're dying crossing the Jordan Mm -hmm. um, together. So I think they actually made a suicide pact.
1: Oh. If things
0: got worse. Yeah. And so why would she do it now? Yeah.
1: Why would she do Do it alone? Yeah.
0: So according to a neighbor, a neighbor saw a resident fighting with Johnson on July 4th in 92, and during the fight, he used a homophobic slur and then later bragged to someone at a bar that he killed a drag queen named Marsha.
1: <gasps> oh my god.
0: Right? Yeah. So he did Evan. it. <laughs> yeah, he did there you it. go. <laughs> Open and shut. So, he did it. Great. Yeah, and um, then the not way they great. worded <laughs> it in this article, they were like, he didn't make it to the police to tell them. And I was like, what? No, he's just not telling anyone. Like, yeah. <laughs>
2: like don't act like...
0: <laughs> oh, like, my gosh. He d- ran out of time. Yeah, um, he ran <laughs> out of time. <laughs> they did close off 7th Avenue for her funeral um, as her ashes were spread down
1: Hudson. Oh, that's, like, really lovely. Very that's beautiful. so sad.
0: So... That's basically the beginning of Pride and the person who yeah. was credited for starting Pride. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there are many other people that were involved that have not gotten the platform that they deserve. Um, and then after this, the whole AIDS crisis started. Right. So that's why it was, like, hard to research this, because I was like, when do I
1: stop? <laughs> right.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, I have this written down, and I'm going to sound like a... Bitter gay here. <laughs> the That's government's okay. neglect of AIDS crisis was very, literally, just poisoning gay. Marriage. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like not doing anything. Absolutely. It.
1: And hoping that the problem which would fix itself. Fix itself. Yeah.
0: Or being like kind of convinced that like this is what gay people deserve. deserve really. Yeah. That they deserve yeah. it. Yeah. You know. It's so, so, it's so sad. So then that happened after this, mm-hmm. uh, which is awful and now we're here die. yeah uh, <laughs> bing, bing, bing so i as i said before i was talking about now that's i'm done with my history thing i have like a few little notes to say let me know if i'm running too long no you're doing oh. great so as i talked about before today, <laughs> the, the perfect i identify with this uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the perfect pride balance as i said is Equal parts protest and party, because mm-hmm. the fight is not over by any means. Okay, where people are still second class citizens and are in, danger in most of the country. Yes, trans women are murdered all the time. But what is so special about the pride movement mm-hmm. is that it's that it's about as being as extra as possible.
2: <laughs> it's Great. about
0: being just, just. It's taking that phrase, the the best revenge is like, living a good life, whatever it is, <laughs> and just really dialing it up to a thousand. <laughs>
1: right. I love that.
0: I know. I mean, I think that I, when I was at the New York City Pride last year, which I really loved, I was just, like, walking around the streets crying because it was just, like, it was the best party I'd ever been to, mm-hmm. and it was my group.
1: Right. Like, yeah. that was
0: awesome. I was, like, to be... Part of the group that just is so much fun, yeah, and that's how they respond to being oppressed Mm -hmm. is very cool.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't
0: think the only way to protest is with an air of negativity. Definitely, and I think there's a way to party without trivializing things. Definitely. So, um, I do also want to address the, the one of the main things that should change is how heavy the police presence is at Pride.
1: Yeah. It's
0: really big, and I think I wrote intersectional safety is just as important. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can only keep the white people safe, which is essentially what having the police there yeah. is. Yeah,
1: it's for the, you know, I went to um, a town hall meeting about Pride at the community center mm-hmm. um, in Chelsea in the fall, and a lot of what people were saying is that the police presence is is so heavy, and a lot, it was, it was hard because it was like, the town hall meeting was a really big mix of older, white, queer folks Mm -hmm. who have been around since, you know, the 70s, who who were like, I've been going to Pride since the 70s and millennial, diverse Mm -hmm. young people some of whom with disabilities many trans young people being like we're not being included in the conversation and you know, it's like, and like the one half was like, we need the police there to keep us safe because there are so many people and the other half being like The police make me feel unsafe there. You know, it's a huge, it's a huge problem.
0: Yeah, and I feel like the the barriers also Mm -hmm. along the street are a bit too much.
1: They stop people with disabilities from being able to participate very often, which is a huge problem.
0: And also it like feels like the crazy queers are being chaperoned a little bit.
2: Mm, you yeah. know what I
0: mean? So, because, like, I don't really know why the police are there. I it's also like, It doesn't feel like they're there to actually keep us safe from protesters. It just yeah. feels like they're there to keep us in line.
1: Right. And if, there's something defeats, ironic about their presence. Yeah, yeah.
0: The whole thing. I I mean, but I still, I love when police march as... Uh, off oh, yeah. Duty. In the parade. Like, yeah. Off-duty, queer police people. Yeah. That's awesome. For it. You yeah, know? that's great. Like, I... I feel like that is very, in my opinion, welcome. Yeah. Um, and I went to the San Francisco Pride when I was 16, and I felt like the police were there to protect us because they were kind of turning an eye at, like, people smoking pot and underage drinking, and I really mm-hmm. appreciated that. Mm-hmm. But also considering I was, like, 16, white, and I was pretty femme at the time, so right. I don't know how other people were feeling. Right. Um. But that like I feel like that vibe felt really nice. Mm-hmm. It felt like we had like a little haven from the law mm-hmm. for a little bit. So and then my, my other thing right, is true. the capitalization of
1: pride. Mm. It
0: makes me want to scream. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you are not the only person that also came up at the town hall meeting I went to. Yeah. It was huge. I mean people were furious. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'm gonna be honest, when American Apparel did it and they were kind of one of the first to do it, even mm-hmm. though it's a there's this it's a skeeby, company for other reasons, yeah. I felt fine with that because I was like, oh, they're with us from the get.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: they've been with us from the beginning mm-hmm. and they're going to continue to be with us. Right. And they are establishing themselves as, like, a queer-friendly company. Yeah. And I was like, that's lit.
1: American but, Hair was also a very gender-fluid, I would say. Yeah, it really was. Too. Like, all their clothes looked the same.
0: Yeah. And yeah. it was all about basics. Yeah. It was all about... Yeah. And that was... That was really good. But... When I see, like, pe- companies that I know would not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. even when they're, like, we're donating part of the proceeds, I'm like, you're still making a profit, though. Right. Like, you're yeah. just give without having to make a whole yeah thing. And, like... You know, it, unless it's like a co- like a company that you know again was it was there for queer people. Yeah, I'm just like H and M. You don't care about me. Yeah, <laughs> no, totally. There's
1: a, there are articles that you can look up online that tells you like. Where to shop for Pride, where they're actually giving the money. Like, American Eagle's giving 100%, which really surprised that's me. That's surprising. Yeah. yeah. American Eagle, and because they also own it's Apple. Cool
0: they're party. Not, not making a big stink of it either. Yeah. It's like, like,
1: look at it. Yeah, they've got like three things, and all of them 100%. I think they're going to the Trevor Project. It's going to something. You're right. I uh, just bought a shirt from the Trevor Project.
0: I yeah. also think that, like, so many homeless people are queer, and so there's still this thing of, like, oh, the people that can buy Pride stuff. Right aren't oftentimes even the people mm-hmm. that need it the most or mm-hmm. that are there to display being proud. So yeah. it's like so then you're like okay so like are, yeah I don't know. It just the whole thing is messed up and I like I always like think about the marketing meetings that they had and it like makes me really grossed out. It's like mm-hmm. skeevy. So my last thing that I want to say is how to be a good ally. Pride. Yeah, And ooh, I yes. fortunately have a really great example of this. So I was at Pride last year mm-hmm. with the GF and the GFs, um, that stands for girlfriend, anyone who's... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and... Like, we cracked the code. You <laughs> are like, I had no idea what you were talking about this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> the gluten-free. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Feeling... Her friend was in from the, the her home country she grew up in. I'm keeping her anonymous for, you that's know... That's fine. Yeah. Because that's, like, her choice. So, yeah, of course. um, pretty conservative country... Um, so she was visiting and, you know, the GF was, like, kind of worried about how she would react because she was like, I'm going to come out to her and then immediately take her to pride. So let's see what's going to happen. This was her mom? Merged, <laughs> no, this is her friend. Her friend. Her friend her from her high team. school. This girl, what she did was she just asked us what we wanted to do. Yeah. If we were like, where should we eat? She brought up a bunch of restaurant options. Mm -hmm. And what was so sweet, she was taking photos of us the whole time without us having to ask her. Oh, that's That's really uh... nice. And little things like that of kind of being like, I'm here to document your day. Yeah. Like, I get, I'm getting teared up now. I get teared up every time I talk about this girl because. Yeah. Also, she didn't really come from a place that's very, like, like, they don't really focus on educating people about being an ally. Right. But she was like. I love my friend. How can I support my friend? Yeah, and it turned out being this. Yeah, and she's had her little flag and she was waving it, <laughs> and it was so cute. And she was waving it, and she was just like, I just felt so supported. Yeah, like she was so there
1: for us. And it Was she wasn't making it about her? She
0: didn't make it about her, but it was. It's not even like she like went to neutral. She like took a step back. Yeah, it was really you know really amazing. The picture thing really got me because then she like. Airdropped me all these photos that I didn't even know she was taking. That are some of my favorite photos right. from like my beautiful, great relationship. Yeah, at Pride. Yeah, and I That's posted really them special. on Instagram and I said something really explicit and tagged Mike Pence in it. So there yeah, you go. yeah. <laughs> and like that balance, that Woo! balance. So I think that like the thing that I try to communicate to straight folks that go to Pride, I mm-hmm. you know people are split on this. I think straight folks can go to Pride, mm-hmm. but it's really. It's go for the
1: right reasons, yeah,
0: but and go with a queer person, right? Go to support a queer person, right? You know, and like I know it's difficult because it's a spectacle and it's really fun, but like most of this hasn't been fun for us, so right. <laughs> right, and it's been dope for straight people. So, um, so I wrote this, I'll see if it's worded well. So, every other space for the most part, even in New York, is for straight people, yeah, it's like it does feel like being outside of the human experience and like watching it from behind a plexiglass sometimes. I get really I get really anxious when I'm in clubs that aren't explicitly queer because I feel like I'm not part of the culture. Yeah. Um I feel like I don't have a purpose there. Mm. I feel like um the yeah, the only reason and, and and like I hate not having the freedom to hit on people, flirt with people, court people, whatever without having to ask them an uncomfortable question or mm. I have to have, like, several conversations with them to find out. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And it even gave me a complex that made me feel like I was really predatory. Mm. Like, I I felt that way. And so yeah. because I... Because
1: you have to do a certain type of digging that is yeah. uncomfortable. It's unnatural. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. felt like, well, and then also
0: separately, I felt like I was taking advantage of, like, the inherent, like, vulnerability of female friendships mm-hmm. if I ever had a crush on my friend.
1: Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And
0: didn't disclose her because I wasn't out. You know, like... Right. But, like, what, what was I supposed to do, you know? Right. So, I think that it's just, like, it's about this idea of, like, imagine that you go through the world and most of it isn't relevant to you. Yeah, I just... Just... Yeah, most spaces aren't for me. In the same way that a lot of spaces aren't for women. Yeah, you know, definitely. like there are times. I'm sure that all of us in workspaces have felt really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, like most girls that I know, of, they're a little me too thing. Um, yeah, I have often been in a room for theater. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's all men all the time for theater. Yeah, and I think that like, yeah, it's just about. So, I guess the only people that this is going to be really lost on are straight, white, cis men that are able-bodied. But you know what? Good fucking (laughs) Jesus. No.
2: no. We don't need you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just, like, you know.
1: If you're listening, I'm impressed. Men suck. I was like, I don't think we have any of those. And I was like, oh, Andy. So, sorry, Andy. No, oh, Andy. uh, I do want to always make clear.
0: Not in a weird not all men way, but, like... (laughs) But, like... There are there are some sweet baby exceptions that are like I will be learning for the rest of my life. Yeah, and that is something that I accept,
1: and I really love that.
0: I love, I love it, that. and I realize yeah. that as a white person and a cis person, I mm-hmm. also have those. You know, I have that for me, but yeah, I guess the best way that I think about it is like looking through in an interrogation room with a double mirror where the people inside aren't looking back or acknowledging you. Right. You could be there or not. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. You're seeing... Everything. A shadow of the thing you want or a warped version of the thing you want. And that's... Yeah. What... Oh, God, I hate street clubs. I hate them. Yeah.
2: I mean... I do too. <laughs> yeah. I think, <laughs> I, don't know, I think a lot of people. Hate but I understand them. what you're talking about.
0: That's all I have. Uh, and I 50th anniversary of Pride. Let's make it count. Yeah, definitely. You know, if you want to go, just ask your queer friends if you can tag along and be a sport. Yeah,
2: yeah. The same thing. Like last year, I didn't go, but it was because I didn't have anybody that like I could. That either asked me to go with them or that I knew was going, like, right. to go with, them. And I didn't want to go by myself just to take up space, right? Because it's already so crowded there, right? Um, come
0: see me in the parade, also. Ooh. You're gonna be in the parade with Trevor, Trevor. Trevor's grand marshaled, so we're at one of the front ones. Aww. That's awesome, okay, I'm very excited. That's
2: about so cool. Uh, hopefully, I but we don't have a full we we'll thing. I think oh, yeah, no. it sucks. It's well, like was. 70 degrees and breezy,
1: I do I, mean, I
0: have a camelback oh very yeah cold wine. definitely
1: do that nice no it's gonna be great all right jane should we let's talk about Reddit? <laughs> so we have a segment in the middle where we go on reddit and we find a weird question or something like that and then we talk about it oh my god i love that yeah it's really funky um funny.
2: this one i found and i didn't even think it would be a good option but then i found myself sarah sitting next to me being like Oh, this guy has an interesting question, and I have, like, very... So, anyway, here it is. Um, uh, where's the picture of it? I screenshotted it. Okay, so uh, a man posted on Reddit, do you ever get in a situation where you're walking um, home at night, and there's a woman in front of you who you know 100% thinks you're following her? Oh. And, it was, and then it became a conversation about a bunch of men just saying what they do. To let women know that they're not following them. Oh my gosh. And the general agreement was just to yell at the woman, I'm not following you. That's That's
0: bad. I know. (laughs) Okay, sometimes people think that I'm a dude. Mm -hmm. With short hair, I often wear a baseball hat, which is what predators wear. (laughs) 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 And so, definitely sometimes women think I'm
1: following them. Why don't they just cross the street?
0: Yeah. Like, if you're walking in the city
1: cross the street and go up the other side. I
0: think if that's, like, not an option...
1: I want men to pass me. If I feel like they're following me, I will slow down and they speed
2: up. There's that, like, three-second, like, anxious moment, though, where you feel them catching up to you and you're like, oh, please, just keep going, and then they do, and it's like, oh, okay, but... I feel like it amps
1: it up for like five seconds. I mean, there's definitely
0: stuff that women should do, but it's totally not their responsibility. Mm
1: -hmm. I stop and look at my phone, see if they pass me, or see if they also stop.
0: When I was living in Italy and I got followed... Oh, that's scary. I had a fake conversation in Italian with my brother. Mm -hmm. I've done that before. I didn't actually call him. Um, And then later he was like, why didn't you
2: call me? I'm so bad at those fake... Mm -hmm. I've done that before to avoid talking to someone like on a subway platform, like faked a conversation, and like... Oh, I'm, I'm so, so bad at the improv. I'm like, hey, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Oh, um, <laughs> my God. On my way to meet you where we're going to be together. I know. Whenever I
0: pass, people trying to stop me on the street and I have my headphones on, I just start talking. Yeah. And then they don't try to stop me. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, my God, really? No way. And I just, like, react a lot and then... <laughs> cares if weirdly, it seems fake?
1: That's yeah, just it how you talk matter. on the phone. Never, I've never passed a person and been like, you're faking it and remembered it. That's true. <laughs> you know.
0: I mean, things you can do as a woman. Make ambulance noises with your mouth. <laughs> like, <laughs> um,
1: that's so funny.
0: I think, yeah, or have a fake conversation with your really, really menacing, scary boyfriend. Mm. And be like, oh, you just got out of prison? Again? <laughs> did you get all your knives back? Oh, oh
2: my god. <laughs> so I was just like shocked that like three the different guys were like, like yeah, just say
1: I'm not following you. I'm like,
2: that's gonna scare me more. Yeah. i be, like, uh, be like, it sounds like you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think that you're lying. That's scary.
2: One person did say, just cross the street, except that we live in a world that is unsafe for people who present as women. If it sucks for you, it's a lot worse for them. Thank you, thank, thank you, you, rookie
0: spinster. Someone made a joke who like has a very a guy that had a more effeminate voice was like, I fake a conversation so that they can hear that, that I'm there, that really. I'm gay, mm. and oh, uh, you know what I mean mm. to just like, Same and so. so I I feel like that's a thing I can do where then people can hear I have a female presenting voice, yeah, and that it's just me
1: yeah all right well yeah. speaking of boarding out stalkers so you ready to talk about dating apps let's <laughs> we get go. into it okay so most of this info especially this like timeline stuff i'm gonna give you is from a huffington post article i'm great. gonna cite i my sources because i didn't do a great job of paraphrasing oh crap i didn't cite my sources at that's all. fine We've article been.
0: from newsweek bunch of wikipedia great <laughs> my
1: own heart thank
2: you for your awesome. bibliography Sorry, my heart
1: <laughs> um okay so according to the huffington post we're gonna start with a quote Dating apps are really the latest manifestation of human beings doing what we've always done, create new tools to communicate, and then turn around and use those tools to find love, sex, and companionship. So online dating goes all the way back to some of the earliest forms of mass communication, including carving on trees. It's <laughs> not <laughs> online.
0: Wait, no, <laughs> that sounds so yeah, no, like putting just... out like a like an
1: ad or a Lonely Hearts
0: thing, but like on a tree. Yeah, it's like, like before the love. newspaper. <laughs>
1: before the newspaper, it's like you would write your name on a tree, and someone would come up and like respond.
0: It's, it's like, like long conversations, paintings in bathroom stalls.
1: Yeah, <gasps> I love that. But then, so how do deep. you follow up? Follow up. Yeah, wearing you a <laughs> on the tree. It's <laughs> <So> dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So the newspaper was invented in 1690 and ads for single people started appearing not too long after. By single people, I mean single men. Women, there's a whole drama with women posting ads that I'll get to. So according to historian H.G. Cox, which like, wow, (laughs) what a name. He should work in sex. Yeah, he should. (laughs) Personal ads started appearing as early as 1695 from eligible English bachelors to find suitable wives. And one of the first was from a 30-year-old man seeking, quote, some good young gentlewoman with a fortune of about 3,000 (laughs) pounds. 3,000 pounds then is 300,000 pounds now. So this man was openly looking for a sugar mama. (laughs) And I support him. I mean, I I think that was half the game then. Yeah, half the game. Because you were either rich or like living in a sewer. Yeah. (laughs) This this is going to connect a lot to Leighton's actually. So So. Henry VIII was the king of England that officially made homosexuality illegal. What? Oh, I was just supposed to be like my man. Yeah, I was just murdered murdered uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he's a good guy.
2: No, he's not a good guy.
1: We've just been talking about him a lot. Uh, yeah. And it remained illegal in England until 1967, which is a long time. Um, in the 1700s. I if they just
2: kind of forgot it was a law. And then recently, went, oh, we should know. that. No, fix they just yeah. people got arrested for okay, it. Okay, if, okay. If,
0: if they found, like.
1: No, they were persecuted for a very long time. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But they would be charged, I think, figure. technically with sodomy. But mm-hmm, yeah. like, if they found pictures of you mm. kissing
1: a. Another boy. Right. Yeah. So in the 1700s, personal ads were one of the only ways for gay people to meet discreetly. They would use code words, female names, and other signals to seek partners <gasps> secretly and then meet up. Um, and do you know about Molly Houses? No. Molly Houses. There's a f- fantastic play by Mark Ravenhill called Molly, Mother Claps Molly House. Everyone go read it. Um, that's Molly Houses were these places for um, trans and gay men. or er, Trans-born. Trans women and gay, gay men yeah. to meet. And it was like, it would just be people who were like, I support you in your community. And they would have like back rooms where people could like meet, have sex, just talk um, in England in the 1700s that's very nice. during the restoration and after the restoration. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a lot of police raids trying to get rid of all of them. But that was also a really big thing in England too, around the same time. Cute. Um So the ads would be like, meet me at this person's Molly house at whatever. And that's like a code name. Mm-hmm. Well, I
0: know that one of the codenames is Nancy. Nancy. So now there's that podcast, Nancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um in 1727 Helen Morrison became the first woman to put an ad in the Lonely Hearts column. And the mayor committed her to an insane asylum for four weeks for expressing such illicit desire.
0: That is so
1: it's grody. It's funny because it's been years
0: and years. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Are like, you what? Kidding? That poor
1: woman. Four weeks in an insane asylum for being like, I would like a husband. Her thing was like, <laughs> <laughs> like I want to, I want Her stars. ad literally said, I want someone to take care of me. It wasn't even kinky. Like, <laughs> they can be kinky.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you can well, make okay, it whatever. kinky, but, yeah. but it was but not. It yes. was not. Um, In the 1800s, aristocrats started using personal ads to fulfill their own odd desires. For example, a 70-year-old baron in Munich posted an ad for a woman 16 to 20 with good feet and little teeth.
2: No! No, sorry, sorry. With
1: good teeth and little feet. (laughs) And they were sent somewhere.
2: I
0: wish it was little teeth. (laughs) That's
1: creepy. Good feet and little teeth. That would have... Ew. Okay. That's gross. In the mid-1800s, magazines, a bunch of, like, wedding magazines started becoming very popular. And that, like, really pop- popularized and mainstreamed this idea of, like, weddings and matrimony. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, before, the upper middle class really frowned upon personal ads. But because there was this new, like, wave and interest in courtship and marriage as, a, as like, a cultural activity, um, personal ads became a very popular way to find love. It is, it's a, it's a hobby. Really? A light it's light a literal hobby. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hobby. Um, but someone always has to ruin the fun. And mm-hmm. in the late 1800s, con artists started to target personal ads as a way to scam vulnerable people like, who are like looking for love, which I understand. I, I, I relate I'm a vulnerable person. <laughs> so, <laughs> I understand. I
0: relate
1: to the con man. No, 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 no. The guy, like um, the, guy I the Bachelor
2: who showed up in a box labeled Fragile. Yeah, oh. I love that guy. I really <laughs> (laughs)
1: Um, And then, so personal ads disappeared, like, almost overnight. And then in the early 20th century, personal ads regained popularity in poorer rural areas with very small populations because, like, they just didn't know how to meet people. This is, like, in the U.S., like, in, like, Iowa, when there would be stretches of land and no one around and everyone near you is related to you. So, by the 1920s, there was less pressure to be married by 21, and following World War One, a lot of personal ads were soldiers asking for friends or pen pals, which broke my, my heart. Because <gasps> all
0: their friends were taken.
1: <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so a bunch of people died in the war. In the war, and then in the Great Depression. So then all the ads were just like, "I'm lonely." Oh. So depressing. Um. In the 1960s, a surge of counterculture made people suspicious of personal ads again. So the gays started getting more powerful, you know. The gross
0: gays. Yeah,
1: and so yeah. the police were becoming very suspicious of the homosexual community and how they were using personal ads Me to too. meet up and everything. Um, so they would investigate the ads and, like, arrest people if they found they something they didn't like. they go
0: undercover and, like, answer the ads.
1: Yeah, exactly, which is really sad. In 1965, Operation Operation Match, the first computer dating service. Operation Match. Yeah, it's like uh, Operation, but you find a boyfriend inside the person and not. <laughs> not
2: <the laughs> oh, um, I was thinking of it like it's
1: like a spy mission. Like, it we're does, gonna go out. And oh, find yeah, that is both soulmates. I think that was their intention. Like wait, together. it was
0: a computer thing. Yeah, in
1: the 60s. It cost $3. It was like you would go somewhere and that one place had a computer. It God. wasn't like you got on your per- your personal computer. No, computers I, no
0: I know that laptops yeah, weren't yeah. around yeah, until yeah. the 70s I'm kidding.
1: Yeah. Until 1969, <laughs> yeah. everything happened. Um, so Operation Match was invented by a team of Harvard undergrads. It cost $3 and you would receive a list of potential partners. And then you would just have to go find them, I guess. <laughs> on you after just that some names just used. some names just like
0: eight john smiths yeah.
1: <laughs> oh no by the late 1990s internet dating had totally exploded as like everyone started having computers and then chat rooms news groups and even craigslist all became popular forums to meet people hell
0: yeah
1: craigslist match.com was founded in 1995 and eHarmony harmony was founded on august 22nd 2000 happy fifth birthday to me they oh. <laughs> gave me eHarmony. harmony oh my gosh <laughs> for I my fifth that. birthday um, in 2004 for more Harvard students, which like Harvard's killing the online dating game. Um, well, I mean, Harvard is filled with a lot of
2: people who spend a lot of time focusing specifically on studies, and maybe they're lonely now. Yeah, really. Um, they
1: they're launched. Like, a I know
0: one... my time in the library, but when will I find love? Yeah,
1: like, I know. I know. Way. Way. <laughs> I know they're gonna find it for themselves. They launched a website that would become OKCupid. Okay oh. Um, I meant to keep it. Keep talking. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Is that you a weird just, thing to do. No, you just go. No, You're gonna duck under the thing. Am I gonna keep talking? Don't edit that this is out. Is out. Don't edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I won't. And wrap. Okay. So in 2007, um, online dating was the second highest paid online service. Um, that year, Scientific Match and Gene Partner also launched, which offered to find people mates based off of DNA, which is creepy. Oh. I don't Ew, like it. That. That's getting eugenic. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. it. I don't like it. Um, in 2012, psychologists analyzing online dating sites said that there was no way the compatibility algorithms work um, because there's no way to tell if a relationship will work or not prior to meeting, which is no fun at all, um, but whatever. So they were, kind of, they were like, this is a scam. Um,
2: mm-hmm. But
1: dating apps themselves started with the gay community. Grindr and Scruff launched in 2009, and 2010, respectively, followed by Tinder in 2012, and all of these came out... To- the iPhone first and then Tinder was available on all smartphones in 2013. Um, so all this is like very recent considering, you know, the grand scheme of things online yeah. dating and like dating apps are very new to the table considering yeah. match has been around for almost 25 years. Um, so grinder like really changed the, the online dating game because they were the first app to use the satellite in your phone to help you find people. Like location? Yeah, oh. it really became about proximity with Grindr. And many have said that Grindr was integral for learning about gay and queer culture and what it means to be a gay person for young people in the age of when smartphones were becoming a thing, That that really helped them. like, Even though they never met people, just being able to talk to other queer people and knowing that they're around was really important. That
0: makes sense.
1: Um, Grinder, however, has also made gay spaces like um, gay bars clubs etc less necessary because now you can meet people online and just talk and so less people are actually going out and like meeting people out in the world because that used to be how they would they would be like oh this is a gay bar so I'm going to that bar to meet people and now mm-hmm. that's not so much happening because you can do it all online which is interesting is an interesting you know cross effect yeah. um the app recently changed its community guidelines so that people posting racist or dehumanizing language can be banned because um, Grindr has also been used for some of the worst dating app crimes, including a lot of hate crimes. Um, but that was what would make me so nervous about like our gay friends in college who would like be in the middle of the night and be like, I'm going to go like meet a guy. And yeah. like, You're going to get murdered. Or... It's scary. It's really scary because it's hard to tell. Some people make fake accounts on Grindr just yeah. to target gay people. I, I did Interact with someone at work who
0: that had happened to. It's scary. blurred into something. Also, it's really funny. One of my uh, I had to write pitches for a job recently, and one of the pitches for a story was um, how, like, still, like a lot of gay people because of this are at higher risk because the internet is the only place where people in like more rural areas are not cities. Yeah. Like to find like apps, things like that, like yeah. things that are higher risk situations. Yeah, definitely the scary. Scary internet is what I called it.
1: Yeah. Um. So Grinder did a campaign in 2018 called Kinder Grinder, which was based on fighting <laughs> sexual racism, transphobia, and body shaming within the grinder community because yeah, that was good. like a really big problem too. They also is, do like
0: a. They have like a big thing with like categories on there. Mm, yeah. Where be, like bears only
1: or like just yeah. a lot of stuff that's like
0: really really based on types and has nothing to do with
2: men do that purple. on dating apps so often They'll they do like, if you're like this white left like yeah i don't i only want this type of person yeah. and yes like like i probably like have certain mm-hmm. types of people that i avoid but yeah so i wouldn't you're not like i wouldn't make my smart. bio be like if you're like this don't talk to me
1: right yeah. so this is a quote from the atlantic um, the relationship economy has certainly changed in terms of how humans find and court their potential partners, but what people are looking for is largely the same as it ever was: companionship and/or sexual satisfaction. Meanwhile, the underlying challenges—the loneliness, the boredom, the roller coaster of hope and disappointment—of being single and looking or single and looking for something haven't gone away. They've simply changed shape. So it's not that the... <laughs> bummer. It's not that the, <laughs> the wants of dating has changed at all. They just look different. But This, mm-hmm. like, people have been seeking out interactions in this sort of quote-unquote anonymous way for a very long time. Um, critics of dating apps say that it's impersonal while also there's more pressure because you have to make like a split decision about someone without actually knowing them. Mm -hmm. Um, And some say that Tinder encourages shallowness because they restrict the word count so you can't get a serious sense of a person in their bio. And like, so the idea is that like you have to write something really short about yourself which is very disingenuous and so people don't take it seriously. Got it. Um, At all, yeah.
0: Gay panic.
2: It. Oh, help me write a bio after this. I realized that for some at some point in my dating app history, my bio got deleted, and I was like, all
1: these people that are liking me are liking me solely on my pictures, and like, yeah, but interesting. That's, that's really hard because it's hard to tell on Tinder. Also, you know, there's people who are there because they are seriously seeking a relationship, and there are people that are just there like exactly. So it's really hard. Um, it's very very hard. A study in 2017 showed that the primary motive for using Tinder was just because it's popular. Like 48 percent were like, I have Tinder downloaded because everybody else does. Um, 8.9% said they used it because they wanted to find a relationship and only 5.1% said they were looking to just hook up so that's nice only 5% I
2: feel like that's not real I feel like some of the
1: 49% are
2: lying lying there and like maybe we don't know
1: we don't know yeah According to a recent YouGov study, 29% of people who use dating apps called it shallow and dangerous, 26% called it exhausting, 20% call, only 20% called it helpful, and only 17% called it romantic. So they don't have a great right. Here's the thing though I feel like it's dating
2: in other forms also is like 29% shallow and. Right, no, like. Right.
1: <laughs> no, Some people like, just hate dangerous dating. Dangerous and. <laughs> dating can also just suck. You can also just hate dating. I hate dating. A prank's yeah.
0: like. Anytime time I've ever gotten approached at a bar, mm-hmm. I'm immediately like, nope. This is too weird. It's not worth yeah. it. This right. is not. Do you Absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah. The fact that you saw me and and like no shame on people that do meet that way. I, I do think that's great, and I applaud you. But I was also just like, you just saw. Mm, I just feel weird. You, I mean, you were watching
1: me for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's hard. Whatever. It's it's really the hard because it doesn't feel natural. It never feels natural. Meeting someone at a small party. Yeah. That you have mutual friends with. Yeah.
2: That is my relationship.
1: <laughs> right. Perfect. Everyone just set your friends up. Yeah, truly. Yeah, truly. That's Absolutely. still the number one read this number one way that people be meaning through mutual right. friends. It's perfect. perfect. It's still number and like, one. So that's it. Nice.
0: Yeah, there may be drama when y'all break up, but it's keeping life exciting.
1: Yeah, keep keep life interesting. Um, here are some stats from 2016. The average smartphone user spends 21 minutes a day on Instagram and 77 minutes on Tinder.
2: Ooh. Oh, that's a lie for my own use. I don't, um, I don't, on, I don't, I'm like Jane says this is a lie, so therefore
1: it's a lie. I'm barely
2: on my dating apps. Um, I'm on Instagram way more often.
1: <laughs> Online dating increased 36% between 2013 and 2015 in all age groups. Every age group, which I think is... So funny, like that includes sixty-five and up. <laughs> Good. Um, one in seven adults have used online dating services, and one in ten have used an app. Ten percent of men and eight percent of women use dating apps. Ten percent of people living in urban areas use dating apps. They didn't give me rural. Eight percent of dating app users have a household income of seventy-five thousand and up, which is like surprising. Um, what's it, it more
2: that like richer people are using this?
1: So that okay. That's the 80% the, the, is just a very large percentage, I think, to have someone's income be that big considering this next statistic, which is that 18 to 24-year-olds are the most dominant age group in online dating. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of young, richer millennials. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is in 2016. Boys okay? on boats. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The online dating industry <laughs> generates about $2 fishing. billion dollars a year. I think that's gone up since 2016. Um, and the biggest challenge is consistently finding new customers because when the app is successful, they lose... Customers,
2: Wasn't that Hinge's motto, like, the app to be deleted? Yeah. They want you to find someone and get rid of it. It's so
1: true. Like, the entire online dating industry is about, like, finding you someone and then losing your patronage. So then they have to work really hard to continue to get more people. That's
0: so interesting.
1: Um, By the end of 2018, 93 out of a 1,000 couples profiled for the New York Times wedding announcement section met through an app. Which is pretty huge because that's, like, a really big privilege to be announced in New York Times.
0: People use dating apps. Oh, I guess a lot everywhere. Yeah. They're just really big here.
1: They are. I will end on this note. Yes, um, I love this quote. This is from that same Huffington Post article. The tenacity with which human beings will seek each other out with any tool available is inspiring. Ah,
2: that is kind of a sweet way of looking at it. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: like, you I all just want a human. And,
2: and I, Yeah, and I feel like people are constantly like, oh, millennials are so shut off. They have to use an, a phone to find people. It's like, yeah, but they're using their phone, which you say is separating us. To find people right. and connect. So yeah. We do
0: have kind of, I feel like, a, wi- a wider range of different types of people that you'll meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact is that, yeah, people say the swiping thing is like vain or, or not vain, but like is only based off looks. That's mm-hmm. how a lot of people meet in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And getting to kind of essentially do like a version of speed dating.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know. From the comfort of your home. Yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely. And like you gotta try some stuff out. Yeah. We've we'll only ever been on one Tinder date. That being said, and we stayed together for six months. So
2: Great. <laughs> impressive, impressive. I Our, do hate dating. I can about. think of several people who yeah. are in happy relationships that oh, met through sure. dating apps.
1: Yeah. Alright. It's time to wrap up. Oh All yeah. Right. Thank you so much for listening. Um Leighton, do you wanna plug your show? Yeah, I'll plug my show.
0: Um so we're on a podcast called Gay Future. It was best described by one of my co-workers as a high-concept podcast. That is (laughs) the perfect way to describe it. It's like a story inside of a story. We got nominated for a Webby. It was really exciting. We did not win it. That freaking Wolverine podcast beat us out, whatever. Um, And (laughs) so, yeah. Listen Uh, to it. Listen to it. Season one is out now. We're working on season two currently. Um,
1: there will be a season two. I've listened to the first episode. It's very funny. Sweet. Really cool sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> which oh, i forgot. Sound design's insane.
0: Yeah. And then... High quality. I have a podcast that's on hiatus right now called Classics Bitch. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the swearing. It's fine. But that's what it's called. It's that's what it's um, called. That is a... It's about literary classics. Oh! And I get drunk with my friends and we talk about their favorite old books. Mm-hmm. So I'm planning on rebooting that once... I start school again in the fall. Um, Yay! And and, I'm
2: definitely listening to that
0: classics a lot. But there's about eight episodes out now from like a year or so ago, and then so check it out. Yeah, Um, yeah, we'll do it. If you want to argue with me about my opinions on pride, (laughs) my Twitter handle is (laughs) at your mom's house
1: with underscores between every word. (laughs) I don't follow you on Twitter. That's so funny, and It's it's great. You are. Uh, your kidding. mom's house. Right? Okay, Google. your mom's house. I love that. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at YKWIVW podcast. You can check out our website, ivanwinery. dot com. I don't know if I'll have any photos to post this week. I found a cool infographic. I'll post that. just like a picture of the pride flag. I'll, post, then, I'll like, post a photo of, of Marsha P. Johnson because she's an icon oh, okay. and she deserves it. Um So yeah, check out our website. Um You can donate to us on Patreon if you like what you're listening to. We'll give you a gift. Um, it might be pride themed. I realize that I'm
2: constantly doing things that no one will know. Like, yeah, she'll like shimmy. Like she'll, like she'll be saying these things while I'm sitting here like shimmying my shoulders or like... She'll say something shocking, and I'm sitting here silently with my mouth like agaped. And I'll, yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're also... Jane also has a YouTube series, so you're used to reacting for the camera <laughs> for that. And here, it's like, no, you need to vocalize how you're feeling. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcasts. And finally, if you have something that you've been wondering, please email us. I've been wondering podcast at gmail.com. This week, we had a... We had a listener request, which is very fun. So yeah, send it to us and we'll do some more. <laughs> you just said it very like Canadian. Oh I did. You're like so, so
2: Sarah. You yes. what I've been wondering? What have you been wondering? Um, in all this talk of love and relationships today. Oh, um, and also last night <laughs> when we we're watching Dad I feel like we touched on this. We were oh. debating which of the two <laughs> brothers we were more attracted to. I want you to get into... This is also technically a listener request, because our darling friend Taylor requested this a long time ago. Oh. I want you to get into some neuroscience. Oh, no! <laughs> I want you to explain to me why we are attracted to people. Like What like chemically makes us attracted to potential mates.
1: Um, okay, wow. All right, a big nerve. I'm so question. sorry that I'm giving you. No, don't. Maybe i will explain
2: in like 3 seconds, but we'll be like it's this chemical. I'll make it there no. I'll, I'll
1: make it fun. But like
2: I'm more I'm most curious about why certain traits like you like why two people could have the same personality, mm. but one person has a different hairstyle and I'm like, ah. Like I understand oh, why like you yeah, yeah, see yeah. more muscly people or like right people who are more physically fit as better like mates like i understand yeah. the evolutionary component in that Wait, way yeah but why do like hairstyles or the way people dress or the way people um carry themselves why like yeah. i guess that all has to do with
1: yeah certain things that i can already think already but no 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 i'm no we'll go into it i love me some neuroscience sarah the scientist okay yeah we'll do it yeah. <laughs> she says begrudgingly no no we're going to do it I'm, i do not hold a grudge at all uh jane you know what i've been wondering what have you been wondering this is actually something so much i've been wondering it's because you we talk about this often i wouldn't say often we've talked about it before but we should talk about it on the show and get some answers which is that there are a lot of phrases that we say (laughs) she already knows that don't make any sense for example bite the bullet head over heels Like, that doesn't... Head over heels makes no sense because your head is always over your heels. So
0: why
1: Uh. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So I want you to think up... You can can take the reins on this one. Think up some phrases that don't make sense and explain to me where they come from. I definitely want to know about bite the bullet and head over heels. Where do those come from? All right. we will get on that. All right, folks. That's what we're going to be doing next week. Thank you so much for listening. This is You Know What I've Been Wondering. Mm